0: I can't
1: believe the film ended with every single Avenger dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a real bummer, that man. That insane. I,
0: this is one thing that I liked about the movie, is that it gave a lot of time to Bruce Banner and the Hulk, but it was forcing this romance with him and uh, oh, Scarlett guys, Johansson.
1: A colossal pussy in this movie. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. What the fuck, man? I do think we have to talk about one thing in particular, which is the mid credit scene. What the fuck was that? That, that was, was so fucking okay, limp. Here's, here's... Okay, <laughs> can you I'm, glad, that, you, I'm can glad you, you that said that.
0: Can you put that in the that. fucking
2: dryer and put in, like, a dryer sheet? Because that's so fucking limp. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you pull the machines? Why didn't you call them? You didn't see what was going on? Well, there's no way to determine that, Sam. Yes,
0: there is. An infallible way. They won. What's well, a casino.
2: People got to win sometimes.
0: Hey, what do you
2: think? I'm a fucking idiot. Probability on one four-wheel machine is a million and a half to one. On three machines in a row, it's in the billions. It cannot happen.
1: Would not happen. You fucking Momo. What's the matter with you? Maybe it was a love of the planets. Maybe it was just my growing dislike for this one. But for as long as I can remember,
3: I have dreamed of going into space.
1: Now that I've met you... Would you object to never seeing me again?
3: The biggest regret of my life,
0: I let my love go. That price on my head, was that dead or alive? I don't remember. I see if he starts shooting. I don't ask you over for dinner and then suggest you give a lecture on the people's of Mesoamerica, or whatever your pre-Columbian shit is. This is my job. This is how I pay the fucking rent.
2: The same gentleman that told me that you tried to get your broker's license also told me that you were a straight arrow. He ran a security check on me. Well sail on a boat fit for a bond villain sometimes you need to play the part, right first of all dude you don't have an ex secondly this is a fucking show dog with fucking papers you can't board it it gets upset its hair falls out walter fucking you know. dog has fucking papers over the line
3: huh
2: i'm sorry smokey you were over the line this a fall. what happened did your, did your balls drop off <laughs>
0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into episode 11 of Film Tank. On this episode, we'll be discussing the brand new Avengers Age of Ultron film. This film uh, was released on May 1st, which... So they were releasing this episode, so we all uh, went to see the uh, Thursday night screening and we're doing an episode right after, so uh, not a lot of time to think about this film, but I uh, don't know if that's necessarily necessary when it comes to this movie. Um, this film was directed by Joss Whedon and uh, stars Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, and a whole cast of other characters who probably weren't all necessary. <laughs> On this episode, we have the usual guys here, Nick Cheney. Hello. <laughs> it's the second episode in a row. You've just uh, started out with st- doing a
1: plane. I've had a few beers. <laughs> That's all the explanation anyone <laughs> needs. My creativity right? is not, uh, let's say, going through the roof at the moment. Okay, very the good. The more Nick drinks, the calmer he gets. Exactly. It's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. You're like
0: anti-Hulk.
1: Yeah. yeah. Except yeah. I don't wear a purple yeah. underwear. Yeah,
0: It's drunk. Those are his pants, all right, not his underwear. Oh, well, well,
1: excuse me. This is just the kind of hot topics we're going to discuss on this episode.
0: (laughs) Getting really nerdy here, guys. Uh, Toussaint Egan and Kenny Marcellus also here with us today. What's I'm back. I am back. You are here. Very good.
1: We're glad to have you here.
0: Was X Machina, was that a bonus episode? Yeah, that was. So I didn't miss shit. Never mind then.
1: No, I'm still no. here. I'm still here. <laughs>
0: we actually mentioned you on the episode. Yeah, so. we missed you. We, yeah, and we uh, we actually all mentioned that we thought you would like Ex Machina. We didn't so. even review
1: the film. We just talked about like whether you would like <laughs> well, it or not. Uh, I do uh, do hold the show together. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what else to say.
0: I am the glue here. You don't
1: need to say anymore. Right. Well, since Kenny has claimed
0: that he holds the show together, I think he would be a good jumping off point uh, for this episode. Believe in peace, and let us keep it.
2: I think you're confusing peace with quiet. Yeah? huh What's the vibranium for?
3: I'm glad you asked that, because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. It's the end.
2: The end of the path I started us on. Nothing lasts forever.
1: Under and Pietro Maximov, twins. Orphaned at ten when a shell collapsed their apartment building. Sokovia's had a rough history. It's nowhere special, but... It's on the way to everywhere special. Their abilities? He's got increased metabolism and improved thermal homeostasis. Her thing is neuroelectric interfacing, telekinesis, mental manipulation. He's fast and she's weird.
2: Well, they're going to show up again.
1: Agreed. file says they volunteered for Strucker's experiments. It's nuts.
2: Right. What kind of monster would let a German scientist experiment on them to protect their country?
1: We're not at war, Captain.
0: They are. You're wondering why you can't look inside my head.
1: Sometimes it's hard,
3: but sooner or later every man shows himself.
0: But you needed something more than a man. Everyone creates the thing they dread. Men
2: of peace create engines of war. Invaders create avengers. People create... Smaller people?
3: Children. I lost the word there. Children. Designed to supplant them, to help them end. Is that why you've come? To end the Avengers?
2: I've come
0: to save the world. But also... Yeah. There are no strings on me. And if you don't know anything about the Avengers, you probably shouldn't listen to this because we are going to be uh, <laughs> Just doing spoilers. Uh, so I would suggest you, li- you watch the movie before you listen to this episode. I'm going to say it one more time. We are going to do spoilers. So if you don't want to hear what happens in the Avengers Age of Ultron... I shouldn't say this, but stop listening now because we are going to talk about the movie as a whole.
2: By the time that this episode is finished and edited and put up on our site, I will be surprised if you have not seen this film yet.
0: Yeah, a lot it of pe- is one of those films. A lot of people are going to see it. A lot of people in Europe have already seen it. Over 200 million mm-hmm. uh, last weekend. It's going to probably do somewhere in that neighborhood in the yep. U.S. this weekend. I just weekend. can't believe
1: the film ended with every single Avenger dying. <laughs> <I said>. Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> a real bummer, <laughs>
2: man. That was insane.
0: Shit. I guess we could just end this episode because there's really nothing else to say Whoops. about <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kenny, why don't you start us off and uh, let's get your overall first take feelings as we just honestly walked out of the theater 45 minutes ago yep. what did you think about avengers age of ultron
3: um i liked it mm-hmm. I, I certainly liked it um i if it had it i'll say this it had more humor than any other avenger movie i think as, we could
0: probably all agree
3: on that yeah as, i mean maybe not more than any other marvel movie but the, yeah. as far as the avenger movies go yeah so so i did like that um there were some pretty badass action scenes i mean it's kind of to be expected out of this uh, ultron was mega badass i yeah. i really really liked him um, yeah so i i i
1: don't know i, I don't i don't i, I we don't do you, want to come across... How by, do you compare this one to the first Avengers movie? I mean, I know I, it's been a few years since I, you saw I, it.
3: I honestly, I did like it more than the first Avenger okay. movie, hmm. but I didn't like it more than some of the individual yeah. movies from certain characters. But I don't, I don't know. I don't want to come across sounding like I didn't like this, but it just it just didn't move the needle that much for me. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of... I don't know. I, I didn't look too much into reviews and shit mm-hmm. all week, but... Right. That's kind of the general consensus, I I feel like. Yeah. I kind of saw a lot of reviews that Mm -hmm. were just kind of,
2: well, it was good. Headlines for reviews that said that Avengers, Age of Ultron, it's not perfect, but you'll still like it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I ended up, as I've mentioned on previous episodes, I'm not a big fan of Iron Man. I liked him a lot more after watching this movie. Um, I'd still have to say Captain America is still my guy, although uh, Thor's creeping up there. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude's just so badass. Is,
0: <laughs> those arms. Is is Thor going to be there? Yeah. What? A, well, that, was, yeah. That, was, that was a weird, like, walking women back twelve years, being like, "Is Thor going to be there?" Like, yeah. I, that was an odd line. Okay. Look. Yeah. <laughs> Before we jump into it, okay, Alex, what did you think? Oh, you, you done, oh. Kenny? I don't want to. Yeah. No. Go ahead. I, we'll just
3: open it up to you. Yeah. Go for oh, it. Okay. I'll well. add more. Apparently,
0: according to design, it's my turn to go. He's trying to speed this up. He, oh. wants, he wants to get to his turn. Oh, all right. Very good. <laughs> that's uh, well, that's that's okay. Well, I will take a half an hour then, so not, you can go eat your, <laughs> eat your pizza that you have left over. All right. See you, guys. Yeah, bye. Um, I am a huge fan, uh, if you hadn't noticed. If you listened to the superhero episode, you probably know that I'm a huge fan of a lot of the Avengers movies. The first Avengers uh, and the first Iron Man film are five out of five films for me. I'm a huge fan of them. I love what the first Avengers film did. And although I did very much enjoy almost every part of Avengers Age of Ultron, it is not a perfect film for me in any stretch of the imagination. There are so many parts of this film that felt so convoluted to me, and there are just way too many characters involved in this film. And luckily, one of them gets killed off by the end of the film, so that was, that was, that was okay. And even more likely <laughs> with the worst actor of them all. <laughs> okay, let's get into that really quickly. Why the fuck was Aaron Taylor Johnson forced to do a Russian accent? I don't know. That was I, odd. I I, I, can't. I don't know why Aaron Terry Johnson was in this movie. I mean, that's <laughs> that's where it starts. And why do they have Russian accents? Because I I know that they're in a, like a different realm here. Because I mean, Toussaint, not- does that tie into the comics?
2: Well, no, because these are totally different characters with a totally different background. I can understand like okay. given where like these Maximovs. First off, their name is Maximov, so it's supposed to be like roping into like the whole like. Russian ancestry that they have behind him. Obviously, their like Magneto is not their father anymore. Their parents. Oh, I don't know if I can say this. Can I say this? Spoilers. We're doing spoilers, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. This movie. Okay. Yeah. okay. So her, her, their parents get killed off inadvertently by by dissidents or or some type of like army that is actually using missiles that were previously created by Tony Stark back when he was a weapons dealer which I thought was a really cool ways like there's so many I agree there's so many threads throughout like the early um the early parts of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I feel like have really come home and 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 tied together like the the chickens have come home to roost in a lot of ways because even though Tony Stark can go bef- before a press release and say I don't want to do weapons anymore. I don't want to do guns anymore and that's great and all and say I am Iron Man and I want to do this and I want to help the world. It's like he still has to deal with the burden of his past yeah. and he he even has to confront like some of the former associates that he made in his in his prior life as a on, as a unashamed weapons dealer,
0: well, and and that's something that gets involved with his current dealings because he, uh, not Hank Pym, he is the creator of Ultron yep. for at least the Marvel cinem- cinematic mm-hmm. universe. Uh, f- you know, for for our purposes, yep. he is the creator of Ultron. Although, you know, I feel like that kind of doesn't do it that much service because also Bruce Banner was involved with that too. So reluctantly. Well, not really. Though he was kind of, kind of, he was kind of on the fence. At he, the was, beginning, he was, he was but. tugged along by his, by, by, the the collar of his shirt, and was like, "Come on, man, we got to do this." Uh, I, I, don't, I just feel like there was just so much in this movie that, even though this was the most funny Avengers character movie that I've seen. I feel like it just got so like involved with these themes like why did we have to have this whole thing about artificial intelligence again we just talked about this on the ex machina episode the fetish of, of artificial yeah, intelligence how that has become its own genre almost it's how there's is- part of the zeitgeist man it's, just it, what it's, it is. it's almost become like zombies and it's vampires trend. Were. It's, it's what's it's what's happening right now i call
2: it transcendence oh, right God. nick
0: no, oh, God. Don't don't bring up Transcendence, man. <laughs> Nick's probably already not happy enough with this movie. I'm not
1: even going to do the rest of the episodes. So. <laughs> I'm so
0: sorry. You should be. You should be embarrassed. I thought you were eating your pizza. What the fuck happened, man? <laughs> nom, 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 nom. That was horrible. Yeah, I know it
1: so, Just in case anyone was listening, Tucson was not actually eating pizza <laughs> when he made that sound effect.
0: Ah, uh, yes. So, just kind of roping everything together. <laughs> I I just feel like there was just way too many like heavy themes for this it being a superhero movie and also with all those themes happening, I didn't really feel like there was a point to this movie. This didn't really accomplish anything in this Marvel Cinematic Universe other than killing off a character that we just got introduced to <laughs> I, two hours yeah. prior. I so, think that's why
3: I kind of felt unsatisfied about it. Is I I enjoyed certain things. I liked the action. I liked the comedy. But there just wasn't really. And it was an
1: it was an origin story for an ancillary character. I mean, it wasn't like a you know the the birth of that. That Vision. was kind of what we were talking about on the
0: right home that there is this character who's going to be another character, now right. uh, the character Vision, yep. who is played, I thought, well, actually wonderfully by Paul Bettany. No, I mean, he's doing fine. Yeah, and it's Jarvis, is it, his voice, and he's be, be part of what's become this character, and he has one of the Infinity Stones in his brain and whatever. I, I can go along with that. Yep. but I have so much to talk about with that fucking Infinity Stone. Okay, <laughs> and when it's your turn you can talk about we'll that. We'll get there. Uh, yeah, I just want to finish by saying I don't feel like this two and a half hour total Avengers movie really. The, the only purpose it seemed like it was serving was to a create the Vision character, which is fine. But I don't think you needed a whole movie with all of the characters to do that. As you say, you could have made a Vision movie. yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, seriously, or an Iron Man side you know quest.
0: They made fucking twenty movies in the next yeah. four years, and they could make one for the Vision. Yeah. And the other thing was too, and I, this is one thing that I liked about the movie is that it gave a lot of time to Bruce Banner and the Hulk. But it was forcing this romance with him oh, and uh, Scarlett Johansson. a colossal pussy in this movie. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. What the fuck, man? I know, but... <laughs> I, I, shit. I, well, why is this happening in this movie? Why? I know they don't want to pay Sony for the rights to it, but why are we... We're. I feel like they're wasting the Avengers movie for this r- weird romance between him and Scarlett yeah. Johansson. I just... It's like a Daniel Steele novel. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm kind of coming on hard because I wanted it to be better than it was, but I did enjoy a lot of it, and I'll get more into that later. But let's uh, move to Nick, who I'm guessing is going to grab Thor's hammer and
1: smash the shit out of this movie. <laughs> Not necessarily i mean i'm well i guess i'll just kind of give some context in case somebody hasn't listened to our podcast i'm not a superhero genre fan so take this for whatever it's worth um i was not a big fan of the uh the first avengers movie and i don't know that this movie was any worse or better than that movie, uh, from my perspective at least, this movie, um, like you pointed out, Alex, is actually funnier than the first mm-hmm. Avengers, which I really appreciated. But in between those one-liners, this wasn't really uh, doing anything that I want. I would basically re- you know revisit anytime soon. Um, and not only that, but we had just watched the Avengers, the, the first film, earlier today, right before we saw this uh, the sequel. Yeah, and just seeing them back to back, like. I would say that this had moments in this movie that I enjoyed more than uh, a lot of moments in the first movie. But the first movie is just a much better uh, plotted and uh, just a better narrative, even if it's not as, uh, I would say, uh, I feel like this movie is not as shallow as the first movie. Because the first one was kind of the superficial gloss of just having the superheroes show up and work together and uh, you know, try to defeat a common enemy and whatnot. But it did it well, um, even if I didn't enjoy it that much. But yeah. this movie is truly kind of a mess and I mean, like you said, there's so many characters and I don't even know if that's the problem with this movie because as far as like when we when we read the cast list before we saw this movie I was so worried about this movie and
0: well and I had mentioned that Agent Carter was going to be in this yes. movie we were both kind of talking about <laughs> like, oh is there going to be some bullshit time yeah. travel thing here and luckily that didn't happen no we but. found
1: out that both I mean Haley Atwell Idris Elba and even Julie Deppley I mean show up within a span of five minutes because it really was more of like a kind of dream slash flashback sequence so mm-hmm. this movie wasn't as stretched to the bone as I thought it was going to be but that still doesn't mean that this movie was in any way fleshed out, I would say. Uh, um, I agree that uh, Bruce Banner's storyline definitely got a lot better in this this time around than it did. He's given way more time than yes. the first Avengers movie, and I appreciated being. that because he's my favorite part of both films. Really, I I'm, I, re- I really like what Mark Ruffalo does with this character, and I'm I'm very upset that he, you know Marvel can't get uh, standalone rights for him, uh, but. I, I mean, I agree that I think giving him just this romantic subplot with Natasha Romanoff, mm-hmm. um is not the best storyline that they could give him. But I like what he does with it at least. Yeah. Um So overall, it's weird because I have this cognitive dissonance where I had fun with this movie. I mean, I like you said to me earlier, like I was laughing at a lot of the punchlines yeah. and whatnot. But like, just. Forty five minutes removed from it, I can barely remember so many scenes that transpired. Just because of in between these punchlines, I don't think that there was much happening. And the the most I was on board for this movie was the first thirty minutes, and that was because there actually in the first thirty to forty minutes there was no conflict, and it was just this these ragtag group of uh, superheroes just hanging out. And I I was a big fan of that. Once Ultron entered the picture. That's when I started to lose interest a little bit, and it had nothing to do with James Spader's performance, uh, or at least vocal performance, because I thought he was actually a great choice, but I thought the script was completely underserving him and underserving the conflict between, uh, like, Iron Man creating this, and I I thought that was weirdly uh, unacknowledged, like like that he creates this and then kind of like everybody's like okay cool we'll just fight him don't worry speaking
0: of unacknowledged uh, I mentioned to you that there need to be something said and they just it wasn't even a one liar they just skipped past it where at the end of Iron Man 3 Tony Stark throws away the power that creates Iron Man and they don't even fucking mention it in this movie he's just back to being Iron Man and
1: yep. yeah and I mean that's I think at this point that's the Marvel you know the MCU's MO yeah. selective memory yeah. But, yeah, I mean, just to kind of go really quickly to sum it all up, I mean, there were par- literally, there were parts of this movie that I liked, but mm-hmm. the whole itself just did nothing for me that the first Avengers didn't already do. Okay. And so that's why it's not so much that I would even recommend this movie or not recommend this movie but when you put it up against the movie that came before it it's kind of like like you said earlier what was the point because after i've seen this movie i don't know that i have literally added anything to this grand marvel story that i didn't already know other than yeah like this weird origin story for vision that seems almost inconsequential in the grand scheme of you know the avengers so it's kind of like it should have been its own movie so Overall, I I was not a fan, but I also don't know that I would not recommend it because I can kind of understand why this would appeal to a lot of superhero fans. They're just fans of cinema in general. I
0: think for quite a bit of this film, uh, although it does get a little heavy, there is a lot of great like popcorn film scenes
1: with yeah. this film where I, I would sit there and be like, oh, that was fun. I love the scene when uh, Captain America and uh, Iron Man are uh, chopping wood. Like, you know, just little <laughs> things like that. where Don't touch my pile.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like
1: where the, the film kind of slowed down just to have a scene between two people. But then also, yeah, where it would end on a punchline. Like, little thing like that. It was just like, I, I think one of, like where, where the film really lost me, to be honest, was the last uh, forty minutes. I mean that final battle scene went out. Dragged on down f- a little bit. <laughs> it would drag on for a long I mean that was like a good forty five minute climax and that's for me, because this isn't the genre that I like to be, you know, inhabited in, it it felt long. So mm-hmm. Overall, I don't know what this movie really offers that any other Marvel film haven't already offered. Because even the punchlines you could find in like Guardians of the Galaxy much better, in my opinion. And yeah. um, so, yeah. therefore, I don't know that I can recommend it. But if you like these kind of movies, I don't know that I can't not recommend it because it is a, a solid entry in what it's trying to do. So,
0: all right, Tucson, let's uh, hear you talk about the Infinity Stones like they're horror cruxes. So let's let's get to it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I didn't like this film. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't really feeling this film. I, I when I you're gave still gonna
0: the, you're still gonna give it a three and a half. You out gave of five, me the fucking you? stink eye when I said <laughs> I didn't like this no, movie. No, I no, no,
2: no, no, it wasn't. I wasn't me giving you the stink eye. I it was. Am. It was just like I was. I I thought I was gonna be the outlier on this entire board is like and just no. listening to all of your your guys's well, like opinions on this film is like I realize that I'm not, so I'm not gonna put well, a foot around it. I feel better now. I'm gonna yeah, shit I'm, all over this movie yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yep See? Don't we all feel better? I, it's I, like I, it's not that yeah. I'm like let me just Say this, okay? Say I didn't, it. I did not like this film. I think that if you're a fan of the Avengers, if you're a fan of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're still going to enjoy this film. If you're already a die-in-the-wool like comic book movie fan, so, so, you're going to like it.
0: Well, let's back up just for a second. You didn't hate this like you hated the Purge or something. No, like I didn't. That. I didn't okay. hate. I
2: didn't hate this like I hated the Purge. <laughs> It's
0: it's because and he really
2: hated the purge. I really <laughs> really fucking hate The Purge and The Purge Anarchy, okay? <laughs> but let's, let, let's just but let, let just me just, that. but
0: you had higher expectations for this than he would for one of those movies.
2: Yeah, I, I would say that I I wouldn't say I had expectations for Age of Ultron, but I had higher expectations for this than I would The Purge. Okay. Um my main contention with this film is like when I first came out of it like just less than a half an hour ago, I feel confused, I feel underwhelmed and yet oddly enough entertained. I think that there were a lot of really good parts of this film. The humor obviously is on point. Like this is one of the funnier Marvel yeah. films that and, which is fucking weird for me because tonally this is one of the darkest yeah. like like Marvel films. And I was just like is is like Joss Whedon finally like loosening his belt. And especially with the with the introduction of, of cursing, which I thought was we, we, we made note of that before when we were on our way, like from, from yeah. the actual film that one of, one of our, our observations from the first Avengers was like they're so cookie cutter and
1: clean, especially when you compare it to other Marvel properties exactly. like the X Men universe. Yeah,
2: and-, and, and literally, like one of the first like lines of this entire film is
1: "shit."
0: Yes, yeah, coming from the person you expected from yeah. Tony Stark. Yes, so. and,
2: and that becomes like a really cool, like not cool, but. Funny, like, long-standing joke that runs for the
0: entire yeah, it movie. Yeah, was one of my favorite parts of the movie, that that was that running gag. With.
1: Yeah, the film continually lampshades this idea that they're, like, not supposed to use that kind of language, yeah. but then they keep doing it anyway. Is anyone going
2: to comment on the fact that Cap just, like, said, said yeah. cur- like, language? And I was yes. like, yeah. Um, and that was my, right
1: in the first 30 minutes, which I mm-hmm. thought was great. My yeah. uh,
2: my contention with this film is that I feel like it's tripping over itself, and that the pa- I, I'm... I, I consider myself somebody who is not necessarily a a deep, deep, deep in the nerd hole like expert on Marvel films. I don't like go to the the comic book shop like every week. I do like frequently every com- other week. <laughs> I, I frequent comics
0: like at least. At You're least... not the guy who wore the uh, Iron Man glowing thing on his chest would, in the movie theater. I was no, 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 impressed that. by that. that no. was
1: how, how did he do that? I don't. They know. But... They sell those. Oh, do they? Yeah, they okay. actually they
0: actually sell I wouldn't, those. I wouldn't wear that in public. But <laughs> but um.
2: I do consider myself somebody that likes to keep up on the, the actual yeah. lore and mythos of comic books because I'm actually interested in them. I think They're cool. Great. I found myself trying so hard to keep up with the line of causality of how things actually happen in this film. Like, okay, so they get Loki's scepter from the beginning of the film, right? And... Tony Stark makes an agreement with Thor that okay in three days it's like we're going to analyze this thing we're going to figure out what it's about and then you're going to take it back to Asgard or whatever right but until then we're going to party we're going to live it up because we finally took down this like really major um, Hydra stronghold the Maximovs are are in the wind but we were able to take down this one guy who was like a a really like linchpin character of the entire not to mention Tony
0: Stark doesn't mention to anybody that he had a premonition about their death while this was (laughs)
2: happening it's it's not really important (laughs) It, my 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 problem with this is is this okay? So I'm I'm gonna gonna spoil this entire line because I'm trying to follow it. Okay, I haven't so, seen the movie. <laughs> so they have the scepter, right? And Tony gets it into his, his in his head. It's like, okay, we're going to use this because, like, apparently, the gem inside of it is like there's computations in the gem. Oh man, we could use this to build a model for our Ultron initiative, which was to create a a a artificial intelligence apparatus to run the Iron Legion so it so they could be the Avengers, and we don't have to. And then Banner, know, I'll, Banner I'll ju- sums it up. Then Maybe. Banner's like, oh, "I don't know, Tony. I think that sounds like a bad idea." <laughs> and then Tony's just yeah, like, a fucking huh. Scooby Doo now." Yeah, oh, I know. Shit, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty much how meek he was. That's I, how, s- I saw sound, this film like an hour ago, and sounds, I don't remember uh, anything you're talking about. Okay, I thought and it was pretty spot the, on. This, no. this is how I'm, I'm condensing it. Okay, <laughs> so we follow that same line. Eventually, we learn that that gem, for some reason, is able to. I don't know, is, does it corrupt the, the actual Ultron program, or, does, or is the Ultron program already initially flawed for the fact that it was created by this megalomaniac like who had a god complex and was trying to shoulder the weight of the protection of the Earth on all of his own?
0: If we're going to nerd out on this, which we... Let's do it. You've already kind of jumped into that.
2: I'm trying to fucking understand this shit. Is the gem evil or not? And why the fuck is it in Paul Bettany's, like, fucking skull now? Should we not destroy that shit now? Is that not,
0: like, the one ring of the gems? What do you got for that, Alex? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> so the collector in Guardians of the Galaxy showed all of the Infinity Stones, yet this seemed oh. to create a new Infinity Stone, which was one of the ones he showed. So what the fuck is
1: that? That's right. I completely forgot about that, but what you're right. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> do you understand how I feel
2: right
0: now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not really, no.
0: I don't know what's going it's on. It's like a
1: scared kid like
0: covering himself in the rain after his parents didn't pick him up from soccer practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's,
2: I, 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 I want to talk about two characters that one I liked and one I didn't like. I really enjoyed Paul Bettany as the Vision. I know that he only showed up throughout the, the third act, but for me, it was really cool to see him finally on screen, whereas... For the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, ever since like 2007 with the original Iron Man, Jarvis, who was played by Paul Bettany, it was like has just been this this off camera like ethereal voice character, and it was so cool to finally see that long standing thread finally manifest into seeing this really like majestic and kind of he he reminded me of of. Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen. I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the comic, obviously. But he's, he has that same tenor about him, is that he's so worldly. He understands the full scope, and he understands the weight of, of different consequences. And he's like there's there's a line where Captain America is obviously distrustful because he doesn't trust any of Tony's shit right now. Yeah. He's, like, he's totally had it with him. And he's like, how do we know that you're on our side? It's like, I am on the side of life. And I was like, and that's the opposite of what Ultron is on. I was like, so I thought that was... Very very cool. Um, to turn the coin, I thought that Ultron had some of the some some really cool lines to him. I think that James Spader did what James Spader does, and he's he played he played Red Reddington as as a robot.
1: That was the worst part of this film for me was that I, I thought James Spader was wasted because I thought he was fine. I I did not like
2: Ultron, dude. I thought he was a was a brash. I thought he was right. an impotent little child, and it's and it makes so much sense. But would you agree that he's a good choice to be that yeah. voice
1: and that kind of you know spirit of what yeah, Ultron yeah. is? Yeah,
2: I, I think he he was he was good in his performance. I just didn't like the way yeah. that the character was portrayed. Which I, I agree with. We yeah.
0: we we've been talking about this. We, we talked about it almost at length, on the uh, superhero episode, how villains have not had that much definition. And I feel like, even though he was maybe a little more, I feel like he's right up there with Christopher Exelson's Malekith in the second Thor movie of theirs. Who? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like He's he's just this villain Dude, who honestly is replaceable as all the other there's villains There's a difference between
1: having uh, a lot of screen time and actually having a story to yeah. kind of go through. And Ultron himself, like... Every scene he was in was the same exact scene for me. Like, it was him doing that hilarious, you know... Uh, I don't know what you want to call it but witty you know like when he when he's given those tilt of the head quip when he's given those monologues and you know he says that one thing about how humans like people made smaller people and he's like oh I mean children you know like little things like that Where like but it was that same note that he kept hitting every single time which is really just a fault in the script which is not a good thing obviously but not with James Bader for me because he brought that wonderful cadence that I would listen to for hours. He's a
2: highly intelligent artificial intelligence who Immature, yeah. and that just kind of twists my brain.
1: You know? He's—I feel like he's the kind of villain that would have worked better in a standalone Iron Man film, like yeah, d- 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 to be the flip side of uh, Tony Stark's Iron Man himself, because. Uh, Tony Stark himself is this kind Mm of sarcastic, uh, smart-ass billionaire. So if we would have gotten just like an actual origin, kind of like what we were talking about in the superhero episode, how like the Sam Raimi films used to do Peter Parker story versus whatever the villain's story was. Like if we would have got something more like that, then that I think could have been uh, effective, but because it's the Avengers and because it's the MCU, we just don't have that luxury of that kind of time to spend on a villain or even just that kind of nuance. Because there, they, a, they want
2: to keep moving things forward. There's a scene where, um, when Ultron and his his lackeys, the Maximoff like twins, are getting the vibranian in in South Africa, I think some soul, Souls. soul, yeah, someplace, Something. and and. Somebody compared him to Tony Stark was like, Oh, Tony Stark said that same thing to me once and he has like a little fit because he like apparently Tony Stark as being his father sort of like is his arch nemesis. And I feel like I wish I could hear more of Ultron talking about his conflicted relationship with his creator.
0: But I think that goes back to the problem that I had. One of the problems I had with this film is that there's just too many characters that need screen time. Too many fucking characters. You're already at a two and a half hour window. Yeah. And this is the other issue that I have going forward where this is one of the problems I had with the Winter Soldier is we're getting more and more convoluted in our storylines. We're adding more and more characters. I mean, we're going to be at 30, 35 like an, characters during the Infinity War everything movies. Everything
1: feels like an obligation rather than like an actual story
2: beat. We, yeah. we, we got the the hot the guy. We got War Machine. War Machine was pretty cool in this. I was happy he finally well, got he it. I was in it for four minutes. Yeah. So. It was like Those great four minutes, dude. We got like... Wait, we got, who's we got, War Machine? Don Cheadle. We okay. got... Okay. Scarlet Witch, as Alex would like to say, Secret Witch. Once I yeah. thought that was pretty fucking I hilarious. Had a few beverages at that point. Uh, <laughs> Secret Witch. <laughs> don't um, tell anybody. We've we've got um, Natasha Romanov. We got you know the Black Black whatever. I don't know Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, I yeah. was, was going to say Black Canary. Is like that's a different. Continue. Oh, <laughs> that's Anyway, yeah. Um, we've got Captain America. We've got Tony Stark. We've got Hawkeye. We've got Thor holy shit, that's way too many characters already. We got Nick Fury.
1: Yeah, but I guess I want to really quickly say, like, and I hate to compare films because that's not always the best form of film criticism, but when I watch an X-Men film, I don't really, at least the good ones, I'll say that much, I don't leave those films saying, well, really, wow, gee, I wish so-and-so had more to do. Like, I feel like those are kind of a nice... Uh, example of how you can truly balance a script between a like a team of superheroes, but we
0: know in those who the main characters are, like you right. know you're going to see more of Wolverine than is, you are of Rogue,
1: or which something like and that. I agree with that. So that's why I feel like these films kind of have an identity crisis as far as like what they want to push onto the audience. See, but
0: I didn't think the first one did because I thought Iron Man and Captain America had more screen time than the other characters,
1: I, and which I agree with that. And so that's why this film they kind of I wouldn't say they take a backseat because they definitely. Don't. Right. But like you said earlier, this was more about uh, uh, Bruce Banner and Natasha Romanoff uh, in a way. So I guess this was just kind of flipping it around and letting other people have a I don't know a spotlight or so. But I wouldn't say that was like an effective. Just because you switch things around, does not mean that you're fleshing out everybody. If anything, it, it feels like I said earlier, it's more like an obligation.
3: I don't know. There's there's something to be said about the convolution though i don't it's, Yeah, because I, I don't i don't feel like i need to see it again to understand it like no. there no. was nothing confusing about <laughs> but, it but, but it just there it wasn't I, this is why i've always liked the standalone avenger yeah. films compared to the avenger films right. it's just they're more straightforward and to the point the storyline is just a lot easier to get a hold of and yep. I, I don't know these movies i always feel like i should like them more and then i just don't
0: yep. I, So something I wanted to get to for sure, and we can talk about other things too, but I feel like this movie did something that the Marvel Avengers series has been horrible about, which actually made decisions about characters. One being that Quicksilver gets killed off through this film, which we talked about already. And two, it seems like there's a good chance that we won't be seeing Clint Barton slash Hawkeye again. Hmm. Um, What do you guys think about that? And do you think that... Marvel's actually going to stick to their guns with those two characters, or they're going to,
1: oh, they're going to be brought back to life.
0: What, you, what makes you think
1: yeah, that? Yeah, can that I ask I'm what won't. you're saying about that Clint thing? Because I don't know, but I'm. So
0: exactly. I, I kind of felt this way uh, when they were in the sort of middle of the second act, when they are taking refuge in his house with his wife, who's played pretty well in a small role by Linda Yeah, mm-hmm. That's great. Um, seems like she wants him to be home he has children that nobody uh, knew about he has another child on the way he has a family life that he actually seems that he enjoys when he's not being a superhero yeah it's really and, funny how
2: much he enjoys it
0: well <laughs> and then at the air and end of the film we almost get that like him walking off into the sunset back to his home mm-hmm. with his yeah. family whatever and even though like the hulk is flying away in a jet and everything I feel like I got more of the feeling that maybe Hawkeye is going to be one of the characters they're going to push away when it comes to the Infinity War. I mean,
1: I definitely think he's never going to be a focal point of this series, but I, for sure, at least for me, like, I got out of this movie, at least, that that was more just trying to humanize him, because in the the first film, he was the villain, so they couldn't really do anything with him other yeah. than just making him... him he had some, almost no yeah, lines yeah, like Yeah, he just whatsoever. had to be this temporary antagonist, so now that, like, they finally introduced him as the real quote-unquote hawkeye like they had to kind of go through the motions and make sure that everybody knows that he's a real person and because he never had his own standalone film well
0: and i guess we get a little bit of that with uh Natasha as well, as we get a little more of her backstory and what her future could be. I still feel like there's a pretty good chance that Hawkeye could be sidelined for the first Infinity War movie. I mean,
1: I'm I'm not saying that would shock me in any way or anything like that. I'm just saying I don't know that I saw that like any indication from this film that that will happen. I just thought that this was trying to make up for lost time of what he had to sit through for the first Avengers, really. Very
0: good. We've kind of been shitting on this film a little bit. I don't Um, mean to shine on this film, it's
2: just these are my honest opinions well, on I, and, it. And well, that's
0: fine, but... And I have to shit. Does anybody have any, anything that they want to say that they absolutely loved about this film? I think we've mentioned a few things, but I think there is more about this film, at least, that I enjoyed that yeah. we've talked about so far. You know
3: what scene I really liked was the party scene yes. when they're all sitting around yeah. the table mm-hmm. trying to pick up Thor's hammer? Yeah, that was
1: literally what I said hilarious. earlier. This, the first 30 minutes of this movie, when it's truly just like a buddy hangout film, I was really on board. And that's one of the scenes where they're all trying to pick up... The hammer, or even when they're in the club, and even Don Cheadle's character—I forget his name—but uh, when he shows up and he's he's telling everybody his story, and nobody's <laughs> buying into that, like you know, I was just kind of eating that kind of stuff up. Right. Uh, but the minute they got away from that, basically, which is pretty much when Ultron is kind of introduced into the narrative, that's when it kind of got away from that tone. But that first thirty to forty minutes might be the the most fun I've I've had with any Avengers film. I'll say that much.
0: Yeah, I feel like we were at the same point. That we were at the end of the first Avengers yeah. film, where they're all, "Yay, we're doing good." It did I,
3: open real strong. Like I thought at first, I'm like, "Holy shit, this this yeah. is going to be a really good movie." But then,
2: yeah, it just kind of. I can kinda... sum up the what I what I took away to be the the one of the themes of this film was especially when it comes to Tony Stark and with Ultron, the relationship between the two, Mm -hmm. Um, the theme that I I kind of zoned in on was the road to hell is paved in good intentions. And Tony, Tony is, is an interesting character because from, from what I, I have my, my prior opinion about this character from the previous Iron Man films and from the Avenger film, I didn't like, Let me just use this example. I didn't like Iron Man 2 because I thought that in that film, Tony was the fucking villain. I thought that he was a total stuck-up jackass. I feel like he egged on Sam Rockwell's character. I feel like he was way too proud. And ultimately, he gave his enemies a knife to stab him with. Simply for the fact that he got way too full of himself. And I feel like that kind of mentality even though he was really humbled at, towards the end of Avengers because he had to like face this huge cosmic threat at the end he's really the only person who actually really intimately faced the entire scale of that and, and really being humbled for once i think he's still that that's kind of turned around in a way that he feels like he has to be the one to ultimately shoulder the weight of The decision of whether or not to activate artificial intelligence, like everybody like comes up to him, even Sam uh, Samuel Jackson, like Nick Fury and all the other Avengers is like you didn't even think like for a second, you didn't even give a second thought to activating this. You didn't even think about the repercussions this might have on the entire human race because you were so single minded in. Your belief that you were right for making this decision, which
0: is exactly what Ultron is. Exactly, Even though he's artificial
2: intelligence. He's not really. Yeah, he yeah. take he takes after his father, like in in so yeah. many different ways. Like he's like all of Tony's worst qualities come to roost in this in this
1: antagonist. But that kind of thing that you're kind of touching on right now, I feel like with only surface area. Like that that could have actually been explored. I thought like to an effective depth, but it never got more than just like, oh, well, yeah, I can see the parallels between him and Tony. Yeah. And then, like, it just ended there. And that's kind of where I felt like that's probably why I kind of jumped off the, the bandwagon of this movie halfway through was because I realized that it wasn't going to try to drive that home in any way, shape, or form.
2: Can we, can we like, jump to Thor and his whole, like, vision quest with Stalin? Is he even in this movie? Stalin,
0: Skazgar, like, Stalin... Uh, Can I mention something really quick? What? Stellan Skarsgård and Samuel L. Jackson were so shoehorned into this movie yeah. for almost no reason. Yeah, I know that Nick Fury had to be in it at some point, but damn like that was the best we could
1: do yeah, yeah that was one of those like when he the minute he showed up when he once he started reciting his lines i was like oh he does not want to be here that <laughs> sounds
2: was really phony. i'm just yeah. an old man that cares about you, you know
0: you don't samuel
2: jackson <laughs>
0: so getting back to what we are gonna say about stalin cigar Well,
2: stalin cigar. it's like every time i see him i can't help but see the, the poster for nymphomaniac i'm sorry it's it's fucking weird you're for me you're still bringing
0: that up i'm yeah. sorry anyway
2: <laughs> like, anyway so going back to thor's vision quest because that ropes in with Stalin's godsgarð how how roped in he is into the entire thing <laughs> I so so, so so thor decides to go into this fucking like like underwater pool or whatever because he had a vision when when scarlet witch fucked with his head and suddenly he sees all the infinity gems and he sees the oncoming war and then he's like tony's right and he pulls a gandalf moment and decides <laughs> to like shoot lightning into fucking vision's body and it's like we need him. I was just like,
1: okay. He was the missing piece of the pie, man. Yeah, I guess. How did you guys feel about that? We kind of touched on it earlier, but about that like five minute sequence where like all the cameos kind of happened between Idris Elba. I like the dreams. The hallucinations. I mean, just like as far as how it was shot and all that. I thought
0: it was something that will actually have an effect on the characters moving forward. I thought it was, I thought it was a good part of the film. I I wish there were more of those. I thought
1: it was interesting. It was just, I I would say practically wise, like I was just surprised, like, okay, Julie Deppley, you know Casting her as the 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 ballerina instructor and Natasha is like does that mean that she'll show up again? Probably not. I, nah. Which okay, and I agree with that. But then it's like, then why did a she agree with to do that because she had like no lines? and b why did Marvel even want her because I think she's a terrific actress. But it's like why? That is That may this? be
0: one of those things where she wanted to be in a superhero I, I movie guess. and they were like we have
1: a we have a part for yeah, you. I I I mean I guess I hope that's all it was because I just don't understand why that happened. But overall. That was actually one of the more interesting sequences of the film. I thought was when it started to kind of run through everybody's kind of uh, nightmare slash like flashbacks. I agree with that.
3: Yeah, gave it a, another layer. Yeah, it's interesting. And
0: at, yeah. the, at the same time, I really enjoyed that part. But I feel like that if I know Marvel the way I do, which is like I have like a, a bit of a love hate relationship with yeah. them because I do love a lot of their movies, but at the same time. I feel like that was exactly what the purpose it served, which was like, let's get Agent Carter yes. in here. Yeah. Let's get
1: Idris Elba's in here. They literally wrote everybody's name on a sheet of paper. they are like, okay, so how can we get these people on? Oh, well, what <laughs> if we just have a Scarlet Witch tap into their brains yeah. for like a good five minutes?
0: Oh, yeah, that works. That being said, I think it was done well. And it I was going to say, with the story. one
1: thing I kind of loved about that sequence was that for a summer blockbuster, it was pretty, uh, surprisingly quiet. Like the sound design of those scenes, like it actually did just kind of, literally just drop out from underneath the audience and just just, just that was silent. weird i was wondering if that was just the theater we were seeing it no about? no that was definitely intentional um and that's what i thought was great about it because it started to make you question what was happening and mm. whatnot so I, I i really did like that part of it
0: kenny you're a you're a huge captain america fan and i feel like although he was a heavily involved person in this film i feel like when it comes to an actual story he was in last place of the four original avengers to me yeah uh, in terms of how much depth his character had in this uh, in this film. What do you think about Captain America, and uh, did, did you enjoy him in this film, and are you looking forward to the uh, the Civil War f- film, which will mainly involve him and uh, Iron Man? I'll agree. He was the weakest out of them. I actually
3: thought Hulk made a, a bit of a comeback in this, aside from... The, I, I think
0: uh, that was on purpose, but yeah.
2: I think Hulk might actually be... W- and this is just me inferring, just from seeing the quality of of Hulk. I think Hulk might actually be Joss Whedon's favorite character to write for.
1: I can see that. Yeah,
2: I, he it was
3: making a comeback in my mind for one of my my favorite characters out of the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, aside from that shitty storyline of. Him and
0: Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I, was I just didn't mind that. that. Was just, I, I think it was that I, bad. It, yeah, was it was just so
1: unnecessary, really. Yeah, for, for, for uh, but but I, I didn't this was, kind
0: of movie, I felt like it was out of place.
1: Yeah, but I felt like there was other things that were just as out of okay. place. So that's why it didn't really stick out to me. But Well, well he was just such a bitch with that story. Well, <laughs> Scarlett I mean, Johansson just,
3: throwing herself at you.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just a character. Trait. Yeah, I that's know, I, a, I, a, I, That's not I, a flaw of the story. I did
3: really, really like his fight scene with with uh, Iron Man when they fucking came down through that building and go to sleep yeah Yes, that that scene was bum, badass, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. and that that that's the kind of stuff that made me start to think, like not think, but it reminded me of what I like so much about the Hulk was and, that scene. And I
1: like that this movie, compared to the first Avengers, was not at all prudent about showing the Hulk uh, versus Bruce Banner. I mean, not that obviously the Hulk was in every scene or anything like that, but literally the first scene has the Hulk, and every other battle they weren't at all. I would say uh, trepidatious about like getting bruce to hulk out so i I appreciated that because it's like if you have him there like don't pussyfoot around the idea that you invited bruce banner for a reason (laughs) and there's only one reason that so
0: yeah well i mentioned this to you nick before that i feel like that was the biggest consensus complaint about the first avengers film is that everybody said where the fuck was the hulk at why was he in it for like 14 minutes and not at all and i feel like that complaint was clearly they made up for that clearly heard loud and clear to marvel as uh hulk shows up four yep. minutes into the movie
3: I don't know, as far as captain america goes it's every movie he's been in just it, it gets worse for me okay like, he, he started off out of the gate for me is awesome i loved him I and mean, that's why he probably still is my favorite but winter soldier it slid downhill this one like we we're just I, talking about i he think
1: was... he's more fascinating at least for me as an individual person yeah. like right. when like my favorite film of his or just anything I've seen him in is the the first Avenger. And and that's because of the fact that like what he's doing in that movie is just far more of a engaging and kind of nuanced story that, you know, that he's kind of representing this satirical take on like uh, American patriotism and all that kind of stuff. So when he is just mixed in with all these other, Uh, Superheroes, he's just the most bland kind of superhero you can imagine.
0: It's also really weird because I'm not huge into the comics. Like, I haven't read a lot of comic books, especially a lot of, uh, you know, Captain America and Avenger comic books. But I know he's supposed to be the leader of the Avengers, and I have never gotten that. I was going
1: to say, like, when you told me that the other day, that like, that he's supposed to be or whatever, I'm like, since when? Because between. Tony Stark
0: and Iron Iron, Man is always. Iron Iron Man's
3: for sure the. Exactly. Leader. And
1: like I think that I do think somewhat at least that the script is trying to push the idea that while Iron Man is like an you know, Tony Stark at least is an egomaniac, um, that uh, Steve Rogers is supposed to be the de facto leader of this group, but because of Downey Junior's performance in these movies, there's just no room for uh Chris Evans to shine whatsoever. I it just doesn't I work. I
3: would even argue I feel like Thor seems like more of a leader. Okay, it, it, that was that's the other comes thing comes across was, to me.
1: I made a joke earlier in this movie about saying like, was he even in this movie? Because really, I mean, was he? I mean, he made a few one-liners, but other than just the one notable scene, which was one of my favorite scenes in the moment, where they would try to pick up Thor's hammer, but that had nothing <sighs> to do with him. Uh, was I mean, he just seems and I haven't. Thor the only uh, Marvel. Uh, sh- narrative that I haven't watched I haven't seen Thor 1 or Thor 2 so wow. I know I, I Thor one's really good yeah I haven't seen either one of those um, so I, I, I don't know how he fits in this cinematic universe but even watching these Avenger movies I, I still don't know how he fits in this because I just don't get it why think, he's I even th- here I
0: think his interaction into the first Avengers film is mm. very telling about right. how he's involved where the three of them where and even though he hadn't become a Hulk yet Bruce Banner yeah Captain America and Iron Man were already fighting against Loki and Thor just showed up because his brother was involved in the story. like that,
1: it made sense, but here it just, like, it felt... Like, you were talking about Nick Fury feeling shoehorned in, and I totally agree with that, but I almost feel like Thor, at this point, is feeling shoehorned into the entire saga because I just don't get the point of that. If you watched
2: the, 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 the first Thor movie and then you watched Avengers, that feeling would be even more prominent because, like, just a just cuz we're we're dogpiling everything in like the end of Thor they destroyed like the throst or whatever which is supposed yeah. to be like the portal thing that allowed them to travel between worlds
0: and, th- and that comes back to me talking about like marvel one-liners of why things he yeah. has some one-liner like how much how much energy how mu- did they how have? much Odin have to how much together. energy did they have
2: to use over 9000 anyway <laughs> yes. and 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 it's I just don't fucking understand. It's like they they yeah. shoehorn this shit. It's it's just like with Tony Stark's like throwing the 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 power core at
1: the end of Iron Man three. Like you said before, they yep. just fucking just glossed over that. Yeah, I like mean it's, it just like how, uh, it's just like how it's just like Agent Coulson. You know he's got his own show now. It's kind of like the things that happen in these uh, standalone adventures, unfortunately, don't have as much bearing on these uh, team adventures as I feel like. Marvel is trying to convince us that they do because yeah. they t- are totally pushing the idea that these team adventures, like the Avengers movies and like um, some of the other crossovers, are like totally like the culmination of these individual stories. But like we're all kind of noticing right now is that it, they're really not, and that's kind of one of their biggest flaws. I think.
0: Let's uh, move on to yeah. something that is very important, obviously, to Marvel and for this series. then... That is. That is <laughs> I was going to bring up uh, Batman, but his trailer did play before, and that looked pretty cool on the big screen. Uh, getting away from that, though, uh, two things that were definitely prominent about the future, the first being the Civil War film, which is the next to come out uh, with involving these characters, at least. And we pretty much see that everyone's going to be on Captain America's side, and it's pretty much going to be Iron Man and the Hulk together against them. Did you feel that the
2: the last conversation between... Uh, Tony Stark and Captain America that that kind of like set the tone for the eventual civil war did you did you sense any type of like tension or animosity the, I between sense them
0: their entire the entire film was yeah. trying
2: to set that up, yeah, yeah. they're they're yeah. kind of uh. They're, they're kind of stepping toe-to-toe and kind yeah. of keeping each other in but, check. But yet,
1: Steve Rogers didn't have that much to do before that point, so it's no. kind of like, well, that's what you were leading up to. You could have done a little better job in that.
0: I, I, But here's the thing. Like, so Don Cheadle's character, who obviously is friends, we were led to believe from the final scene of this film that he is going to be on Steve Rogers' team when they go up against each other. Um, he has all the other pretty much Avengers on his team and we don't know about the Hulk but between Bruce Banner's relationship with Tony Stark I'm guessing they'll be on the same team when it comes to the Civil War film. And even though they've Marvel that is have tried to make it seem like it's just going to be Iron Man and Captain America I'm pretty sure it's, it'll be almost like another Avengers movie that they're all going to end up showing up at some point.
1: I also, I don't mean to take this away to another point in the movie or anything like that. But I really do do think we have to talk about one thing in particular, which is – the mid credit scene. What the fuck was that? That, that was so fucking okay, limp. Here's here's okay. <laughs> you I'm, glad you, in, I'm you glad you. I'm glad you said that. Can you put in the that. fucking
2: dryer and put in like a dryer sheet because that's so fucking limp. I'm glad
1: you said that because I obviously don't love these superhero films or anything like that. Yeah. And yet when I watched that mid credit scene, like I got way more out of the Howard the Duck end credit <laughs> scene at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy than I did out of seeing uh, Thanos. Right. That's who he yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, appear at the yeah. because that i the whole entire point of these mid credit scenes is to technically try to kind of you know, support a, a new chapter in the story, but we've already seen that same fucking scene well, it's over kinda, and It's kind of
3: hard when you only got six seconds to work with. But That's which,
1: hard. well, I mean, it could be more than that. But it's the, Their choice I that they know. only do six seconds. Hey, this it's is so just fucking ro- stupid. This, this yeah. is just
0: roping back to what we're talking about with villains, right? And how horrible of a job they've done recently building them up. Right, Thanos has now been in the end credit scene of the first Avengers he was somewhat of a villain in Guardians of the Galaxy yep. and this end credit scene still me and I don't think anybody gives a shit about that and yet Marvel is going to think, think that they
1: somehow him. successfully build him up yeah. uh, across m- uh, multiple movies and yet it's going to be one of the most pathetic like <laughs> I, you said have, to some dick villains I've ever come across
2: yeah I, I have a question and Kenny, Alex, you've seen Thor and oh, Thor, nice the, Thor the Dark World. I'm not, I'm, not trying
0: to, I'm not trying to sing a lot. It's, it's fine. Have you seen Thor 2 or not? I don't think so. Okay. okay. <laughs> have you seen Thor 2? You've seen I it multiple have. times. Okay. I, I prefer <laughs> Thor the Dark World to the first one, okay. by the way.
2: That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking you this, okay?
1: <laughs> Please don't give more information than is needed. Okay. I guess
2: not. Okay. I'm going to ask you this. In the, in the first Thor movie, when Odin is walking with... Um, with Thor and, and Loki, right? They're going through like the vault and stuff, right? And you see yeah. all these different weapons and you see a cameo of what we assume to be the Infinity Gauntlet along in the same place where the Tesseract is, right? Oh,
1: yeah, I remember that.
2: <laughs> okay, Have so so, so, what so what the fuck? What happened with that that fucking glove? Dude, that, they fucking give it up on I that don't, story a long time ago. I don't know ago. what the
1: <laughs> fuck is going on. They give up on a lot of stuff.
2: What was Thor's hammer's
0: name? <laughs> uh, why is that so funny because i brought this up earlier when i brought it up because i thought it was gonna be like a trivia thing and nick and kenny were both like i don't know and right out of fucking right out of the air or just fucking tussan had it yeah. you
2: got it buddy yeah. I, I oh, honest, what, are you, honest, what are you fucking talking I'm talking about that? different things from norse <laughs> mythology fuck <laughs> Oh, sounds man. like
0: fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rocket Wait. from Gardens of the Galaxy talking nonsense. We have to make sure it doesn't get to Yondu. He'll oh. give it to this. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: for those of you listening... <laughs> Alex and Tucson are having their own conversation. No, me, right. me and Nick are just like, what? We're, we're
0: really not because, honestly, I know what Tucson's saying, but I don't think Marvel gives a shit about just, that anymore. I just, I just don't know. They had a grand plan, but they've changed their grand plan at least three times I don't think since they had then. a grand plan. Yeah. No, I they, think they had at one point, but they changed
1: it. They had like 11 or 12% of a plan. 12%. Yeah, that's right.
3: Do you think they're going to end up one of those situations where they had so much success that they. They start getting arrogant. The bubble's gonna burst. They, I think they're they, already they there. They've had that for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, but the fact that you would announce what twenty films in the next five years, but I'm,
3: but I'm saying it's like it's like it's clearly, at least in my eyes, it's starting to show in the quality of these movies. Yeah, I can see and, that. And I don't, I don't for a second fucking believe. Like I've heard a couple people already say. About the last couple of films that have come out, like, oh, it's the
1: greatest Marvel
3: movie ever. It's like, fuck,
2: what are you, what are uh, you watching? Uh, Eventually, these films yeah. are going to catch up with the actual convolution of their source material. And as long as they keep on stacking the deck with more characters and more different types of scenarios and situations like this, it's... It's inevitable. It's I mean, going to happen.
1: Kenny, just look at the crowd we saw it with today. I mean, those that audience was uh, definitely eating up those jokes and yeah. whatnot. But and, so are we. I mean, that, that's no, kind of the problem with I know. getting what the audience was but doing. But those people are probably aren't going, obviously, home and recording the podcast <laughs> and kind of diving into it. So, mm-hmm. therefore, I feel like the movie sits better with uh, that kind of mentality. Uh, but because those these kind of movies are aimed at that, like to – to get you into the to the seats, and then just to entertain you while you're sitting
0: there, which is, I think, a problem with people getting someone's reaction. I mean, obviously, we have work on you know trying to watch movies better and doing that kind of thing, but at the same time, I feel like so many people who walked out of the Winter Soldier. The Dark World have said, "Oh man, that was the best Avengers or best movie that Marvel's put out." It's the euphoria of, yeah. of the yeah. the
2: immediate afterglow of exiting, the like theater. you
0: walked out of the movie and you are like, "Oh man, that wasn't bad." And they're, they're very like, oh, at, is great.
1: Marvel is very good at giving you what you, basically what you want before fan you service. walk into the theater. Yes, fan service because you you want to laugh, you want to like, oh, I hope Iron Man some, says something witty, and you want to see hope... Iron Man fight the Hulk. Here, I... here is Iron Man exactly. fight the Hulk, but and I am
2: also going to show you that. 12 different times through all the promotional material
1: right or like i you know just even going breaking it down like i hope that there's some kind of you know uh foreshadowing of the future of this franchise and i hope that there's like thor has some hilarious cultural difference joke and you know like little things like that where as long as you go through this checklist then the audience is kind of kind of eat it up because they don't and I I w I don't want to say they don't know any better, but they don't want any more. Yeah. And, and so therefore, why would Marvel do any more?
0: I, I think there's something to what Kenny and what you guys are kind of saying though that I feel like they probably have hit their peak yeah. already. Like I, I I don't I don't I don't even think it's the best movie, but I think Iron Man Three was like the pinnacle of when they were at their the top of their and they are like, You want you want to show us the villain? Fuck you and doing that and that was like cool then, but yeah. now it's like it's not so cool anymore that they're trying to fuck with more of the earlier
3: Avenger movies. I clearly recall and remember. And then as they go on, like you just asked me if I saw Thor two, I don't even fucking remember. Like I don't, nothing stands out about a lot of the, it all homogenizes into one, one which
0: is the problem when you have 20 more movies that are coming on the next five years. I am
2: so concerned for that. Just for the, just from the precedent that this film sends, I am just like, it, we've we've already talked about like how in Iron Man three like when all that shit goes down with the the uh, the Mandarin yeah and how he destroys like Tony's house and I'm just like why the fuck are none of the other Avengers like coming in like swooping in to just like tag team and, like help them out with this shit I feel like they weren't is, paid enough <laughs> This is going to get even fucking weirder with the standalone films like I going think, going I, forward I,
0: I, now I, that the team is larger I think we're done with standalone films by the way I don't think we're going to see any more standalone films for any of the main four I was characters say for the yeah. main people yeah. they, they have
1: obviously a whole roster of all yeah. these
0: new people but I don't think you're going to see another Captain America I movie think there might be another formula and I will say I, dis- that's, I disagree
1: that's why I'm also somewhat uh, intrigued and uh, I've enjoyed what I've seen of the new Daredevil series yeah. because at least with that series whether you know you find it good or bad at least we have uh, 13 hours basically to kind of get to know this character and kind of flesh out this universe, which we just don't get with these films anymore because mm-hmm. they, they're either like the Avengers where they have to flesh out, you know, multiple characters or they're, uh, they're like the standalone films, which kind of have to bend over backward uh, in obligation to serve the other movies. But why
0: not? Why? I, I guess that's kind of the problem I have is I, I don't,
1: I don't really see the reason why
0: we have to get away from other characters. People think they're going to get bored with the original four Avengers, because I feel like, for me, at least with Iron Man and Captain America, they did a pretty good job setting up their origins yeah. and what their characters were, and and now we're, we have to have all these other characters who are in support of them, and I... I guess it goes back to being like a team with the comics and everything, but at the same time, I feel like like I don't need Anthony Mackey's Falcon character showing up for no reason in this film, other than to have the end credits of him flying into be on Captain America's team. Like, yeah, I, he was
1: actually one of the more useless cameos. I have to admit, <laughs> just as far as, he didn't do shit. I was gonna say as far as how he was introduced because like, when when Don Cheadle came out to fly the like, War that Machine, was actually kind of funny. I and, assumed
0: that Falcon was gonna be right behind yeah. him, and he wasn't. No, like
1: Don Cheadle had actually served a purpose. Um, which I thought was actually one of the highlights of this uh, film and whatnot. Um, But no, yeah, Anthony Mackie's character was pretty inconsequential, which is weird because the last 10 minutes sets it up as, like, he's apparently going to be very integral to what's going to happen. So the idea that they would give time to, like, Don Cheadle's character, who I enjoyed, and other characters who really weren't in it that much but yet not show Anthony Mackie uh, for that much was just, like, a really poor script decision. Yeah.
3: I don't know, I'm, I like, I still look forward to Marvel films, yeah. but yeah. I I just, I almost feel like the Avenger thing is, like, just, if not done, just let it be for a bit, we've give got it some a, we've time. We've got a
2: two-parter coming out, dude. Yeah. Uh, not, I, not no, to,
3: I get not it. Not to mention I, I the Civil it, War but,
0: movie. Yeah. Next yeah. year.
2: I know, yeah, but then we have Infinity Wars. <sighs>
3: Yeah. I, I don't know. I look, which they're filming look, at the same time, by the right? way, which is kind of weird. Again, I prov- like we're being super critical here because we're doing a podcast. Like it, it was a good movie. Like yeah. we're, I don't, I don't think any of us. I disagree.
2: <laughs> Besides Nick, like
1: yes. I,
0: I
2: think we would all suggest.
1: I you enjoyed
0: go see my it. time while I was in the theater. We'll put right. it that
2: way. You're gonna go see it anyway if you're a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But for me, I was just I'm I'm so. There, there are good parts of this film, but parts of. If there's one thing that I've learned,
0: there are are good parts of a film, but good parts of a film do not make it a good film to me. Well, and kind of what we've been saying is that, you know, Marvel has laid out their five-year plan that is filled with all of these movies. And we're we're talking about – and there are people on this panel who genuinely love superhero movies. Yeah. And I feel like even though I did like this movie, I'm starting to kind of agree with you. I'm getting a little burnt out already, and there's way more of these coming. I think Marvel – I, I think they're hedging their bets a little too much, and I thought that when they made the announcement last year, and mm-hmm. I, I that 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 idea that I have is just swinging their dicks around on stage, be like, "Woo!" And you know, five what? more years. They That's think, graphic. They think that it can't come back and it can't ever go. I mean, they're kind of thinking like the National Football League now, where they think that it good times can never end. But I kind of disagree. So we'll see. I'm
3: I'm really curious. We obviously it doesn't even open until tomorrow. We're doing this on Thursday night, but yeah. if. When when you're listening to this show, I, I would love people to interact. With, like send us an email or tweet yeah, us. Yeah. That the the best thing you could do, just tweet us. Find us on Twitter and send us tweets. I would love to know what people think. Like absolutely. If, if we're you, just
2: yeah. off caliber here, if thinking, you agree with us, why? If you disagree with us. It's like, let us know why. If you hate us, that's cool. Let us know why.
1: Yeah, And direct everything at Tucson.
2: Yeah, it's all good. I'll take the brunt of this.
0: So I think we've hit a lot of the movie, which is good. I mean, we've talked about a lot of it, especially with just seeing it a little over an hour ago. So let's go to ratings, uh, since I think that's a a good place to be. And I think our ratings might be a little all over the place on this. So let's start where we started the reviews with, with Kenny. Uh, I'll
3: give this a 3 out of 5. It's kind of mid-road. Just like all of our reviews it didn't it didn't knock my socks off, but that being said i I actually will probably see this again in the theater. I would yeah. love to go see it again yeah. um and I, I'll probably see it again when it comes out on d v d unless unless I see it in the theater and it's a
2: disaster, which I don't <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you sound so enthusiastic to go see this again
3: well no like that I guess that's what's strange to me. That's a compliment coming from me, the fact that yeah. I'm going to go see it again in the right. theater. I don't do that very yeah. often. Right. But this was enough to where it's probably going to get me out to see it again in the theater yeah. and then again on DVD. I missed so. a lot
2: of the jokes the first time because people were laughing over them.
0: Well, I, and that's another compliment. Like yeah. It, yeah.
3: We were in a full theater that seemed to receive this very well. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: we also saw the... Mid- midnight showing yeah. when the film came out where it's going to bring out all the people who really want to see it. Right. So, and we so saw it in a restaurant, restaurant theater too. Captain which America yeah. was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was. Took a picture <laughs> of him. It's on Instagram, peeps. <laughs> yep. Go see it. Uh, I guess we'll go to my rating um, and I, I, I guess I have been a little more harsher than I wanted to be of this film. I did enjoy a, ma- a lot of parts of this movie. I, I thought it was very much the funniest Marvel film. I even thought it was funnier than Guardians of the Galaxy, which you guys can disagree with, which is totally fine. For me, though, um, for these characters and to have them be in a movie that they are actually, actually, I thought, genuinely funny and it had a lot of funny banter and dialogue. Even even when Paul Bettany's The Vision had a funny line quip towards the end of the film, which was, which was great.
2: I was born yesterday.
0: Well, no, I wasn't even talking about that. Who had another line about... He had two funny lines. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought it was funny. I enjoyed a lot of the action season. I thought mm-hmm. the, a lot of the action was honestly right on par with all the other Marvel properties. I can't get away with that. I, I, I'm a Iron Man fanboy. I, I really... It, it, Tony, you got your little toy right I here. I bought a toy yeah. from Target. The lady asked me if I want a gift receipt. I told her to fuck off. To did yeah. you? Wow. Not like that. I'm an adult. I told her I did not need a gift receipt um, because I bought it for myself. Oh. I, I, Tony Stark and Iron Man with Robert DiGer played him can do no wrong in my book. It's I, I hate to say it, but you know he's got me by the palm of his hand. I, lo- I loved everything in this movie. I was all for it. Uh, at the same time, uh, I did really enjoy this movie. I enjoyed my experience in the theater. I kind of kind of going with what Kenny was saying, I think this is a great movie to see in the theater. Like, if mm-hmm. there's a full audience and you can laugh at the funny parts of it. And even even when a character who, honestly, I don't know why anyone would give a shit about, but when Quicksilver gets killed in the scene, there were lots of, <gasps> in the theater, and I was kind of surprised by that. But at the same time, that just brings the theater experience of seeing this movie. You um, were
3: also four beers in when this movie started ew,
0: you, I mean, dude, you were
3: spinning in your chair, oh God. Uh, we had those little computer chairs, yeah, you were swiveling around. Well,
0: and, that's fine. To but preface
2: but... this, we did not actually like smuggle beers into a theater. We went to Hollywood Ponce, which actually serves alcoholic beverages. I mean yes. speak for yourself, mm-hmm.
0: I smuggle beers oh the <laughs> God uh, but kind of going with everything we've been talking about, there were lots of things to not like about this film, and as a person who loves superhero movies and loves the Avengers. Uh, it's hard for me to you know, say that because I did like the movie uh, a lot more than I think you guys did. But uh, at the same time, I noticed its flaws and I, I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. And I you know, brought some of my own things that I thought were flaws of this film to the table. So I'm going to give this a, a 3.5 out of 5, which is still a pretty good rating. But when you say that I gave 5 out of 5 to The Avengers and Iron Man 1 and this is the same score I gave to Thor The Dark World when a movie that has genuinely been thought by most people which is just a throwaway second movie for one character I thought this movie was on par with that in my world. So,
3: I will say this about the comedy in the movie it's something that I've kind of uh, wished that there was more and more of from the beginning personally Yeah, and it finally was just like it gave me everything I wanted as far as that goes. Agreed. So I wouldn't say it was funnier than Guardians, but that was also like one of my favorite movies ever. And, so. that, and
0: I could see what you're saying, but for me, in the you know, the, I was more of a fan of these films, mm-hmm. seeing the characters get more into what they were doing in Guardians, even if they didn't go as far as they did, which they did not. Uh, I still enjoyed it more for me, my personal taste, than right. in Guardians and. I think
3: Marvel took a very healthy dose of what they learned from Guardians, though, and applied it directly to this. It had that vibe, so...
1: Yeah, and also, this is really, I mean, the, one, the one-liners the with, one uh, with all this uh, kind of dark, thematic material. That, I mean, that's just pure Whedon. Uh, if you watched any of this television show, that's mm-hmm. what he does. He literally talks about some of the darkest subjects on television and yet cuts through it all with these very uh, funny one-liners. So I really think that's more of just Whedon's addition uh, that they really let him kind of let loose a little bit, not a lot or anything like that, but compared to the first film, he definitely was able to inject that into this one.
0: So you're going three and a half? Three and a half for me, which seems like a really high score, but for a superhero movie for me is uh, not necessarily the uh, the best score I could give. Yeah, How about you, son. Uh, I'll start your... with Nick. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. Nick's next. Excuse me. Oh, fuck uh, Nick. He's just going to pee on it. Not. <laughs> give it a
1: one. No, I already want to pee. Um, <laughs> yeah, this movie... It's a poop
3: sandwich. Just say it.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, this, I would say I would pretty much give it the same rating that I personally give The Avengers, which will uh, upset some of our listeners, which is that... I'm not a fan of these movies to begin with, and I just don't really uh, dig what these films are doing. The The only Marvel properties that I – and when I say Marvel properties, I mean the, the MCU itself. I mean I really mm-hmm. like the X-Men film if anybody's uh, obviously listening to our uh, top six superhero uh, b- podcast, which if you haven't, you should. <laughs> Ding. uh but, a little um, bell in there. The, nice the only. <laughs> The only uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe properties that I've really enjoyed were Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Iron Man 3 because of their sense of humor and whatnot. So on the one hand, this is a film that should really speak to me because I agree with you guys that this is the uh, the much funnier version of The Avengers because these one-liners are definitely very good and very on point as far as uh, the delivery and whatnot. But it's still a 2-hour and 40-minute film that in between these one-liners just doesn't it didn't offer me anything that the first Avengers movie uh, already gave me and even the one-liners doesn't give me anything that any like Guardians of the Galaxy didn't already give me so i i i literally feel like this is one of the most unnecessary films that Marvel has ever made because i just didn't get Anything from it that I haven't already gotten from uh, another one of their films, and that's kind of the worst uh thing I could say about it unfortunately, and that doesn't make it like I don't think it's an awful film or anything like that, and I would even recommend it if somebody likes a superhero film, mm-hmm. but if you're somebody like me and you you just don't like superhero films it it in no way transcends this genre whatsoever, and i I feel like it even falls a little short too, and so therefore. I have to give it uh, one and a half stars out of five because it's just not it's just not my cup of tea. Yep.
0: So uh, you liked it more than Transcendence. That's good. I did. Yeah.
1: I, uh, <laughs> that's what I give the first Avengers because I just I genuinely they're they're just not for me. So so don't take my rating as some kind of uh, I would say merit or you know like indication of how this film is because I'm blatantly saying that if you like superhero films, this will I will say. I would think at least you, you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of it. It will satisfy you until the Civil War film. Yeah, but um, I don't. I think even uh, a lot of superhero fans, like you're saying, Alex, will acknowledge that this is in no way one of the better entries in the genre. So that's, that's why a, I just I couldn't really even get on board with it.
3: That's a three out of ten on IMDb, isn't it? It the, is. The yeah, one and you, a half. Yeah, one and a half out of five. I don't think is. I've ever given anything less than a. Four on IMDb.
1: Oh wow! Well, You've never seen The Wicker Man, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I well, if anybody listened to our podcast, they'll know that I am no stranger to giving harsh ratings, and I, you know, I, I, I don't apologize for that. But uh, I sat I next to Nick that.
3: in this movie, and I'll vouch for him in saying that your favorite part of this movie was the Freddy's fingers you ordered.
1: Yeah, those chicken fingers were delicious. Those smelled <laughs> so delightful. If, if, if you Holy could watch shit. this film and uh, and uh, get chicken fingers, I, I highly recommend
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Toussaint. Uh, I, I won't say you're the most critical out of everybody, but I feel like you're, you're the most uh, opinionated out of everybody okay. on the panel. So let's let's hear your final thoughts and your rating. Let me just um, preface my
2: my rating with uh, my entire assessment of this film. I am fundamentally like uncomfortable with the act of like giving numerical scores. Not that I don't mind giving them, but it's just like it's hard for me. To so give it a letter. No, 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 no. I, don't I was going to say we're to pick I'm, the I, fucking I, Avengers like, episode to get in this. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I feel that same way too. It's like I'm just going to talk about this because I have to explain my score. It's like it's hard for me to, um, to create a what it, what is in my mind a quantitative assessment of a entirely qualitative experience in trying to ascribe like what it is that I. I Usually how I review a film, I'll talk about the things that I liked about it and things that I didn't like about it and ultimately what audiences would I recommend to a film like this because I feel like every film, with the exception of some very, very bad films such as Chappie, um, every film has an audience. There's – there's gonna, there are some people who are going to take some type of.
1: I think Chappie has the audience.
2: I just don't want to meet. Yeah, them, some but... some people are. <laughs> <They> <laughs> some live, be- some people live... are going to take like some weird, like masochistic, masochistic, like enjoyment out of Chappie. Is like it's whatever. It's like you know, there's there's uh, whatever. Um, but this film for me, like, I, there are things that I liked about it. And I feel like I haven't really really gotten into those. Like, I think that the the fight scenes were really cool. I think that the uh, special effects were were pretty awesome. I thought that um, the the dream sequences, of, uh, the dream like hallucination sequences, were really cool, and it was really awesome to see Hawkeye like fleshed out more as a character. And I think he actually delivered some. I, I heard that he had delivered some of the funniest lines of the film. I don't know about that, but his whole like spiel to Scarlet Witch was just like, "Okay, I get it. Okay, it's scary right now." And it's like. We're 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 on we're on an island that's floating. It's fucking floating. There are robots outside fighting us and I have a bow. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. But I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna fight. And I was like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, yeah. I was like just totally lambshitting that. I I love that moment. And finally getting to see uh Paul Bentony as as Vision. And yeah, like there, there there's good things about this film that I liked, but ultimately for me it didn't it it didn't do that for me and if and if somebody doesn't like agree with my opinion on that i was like i'm not saying that your opinion is shit for liking this film and that like you're really like enthusiastic about this film i'm i'm happy that you're able to take like pleasure out of this film it just didn't do that for me and it's like, yeah, more power to you, man. But I am so thankful that Nick went before me because now I do not have the lowest score and that I am going to give this a 2 out of 5.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa. I'm going to give this a 2 Just out of 5.
1: finally breaking out the box, Killing Quicksilver
0: and calling make- Quicks Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Every fucking episode with this shit. Still <laughs> four beers Peter in. Peter <laughs> piped the pickled peppers. <laughs> killing Quicksilver and getting some shit done. We chose it our host statement. very
1: carefully. Yeah,
2: I... I <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I and I realize how strange that is. Like compared to like a previous score that I've given for like Prometheus, which is like well, a two point five.
3: It's such a weird thing because I get this. I get this feeling that we all maybe I, I don't know. It's it's weird. I feel like our opinions don't really reflect in our scores. Almost like our scores are. It's like an anticipation thing. Like we all went in expecting so much out of this and anticipating so much out of this. And because it was a letdown, we're giving it really low scores, yet we would all suggest people go see it. quantitative like it, assessment I would of a qualitative experience. the target
1: audience go see it, yeah. but I would not suggest people of my ilk or people that have, I would say, similar uh, f- opinions as myself would go see it, because I, f- I personally did not enjoy it.
0: I feel like... I enjoyed parts of it, but that's yeah. it. Almost all of my fears from the trailer that I thought this movie was going to be terrible for me... Yeah. like. Not as good as I want it to be like uh, in line with Captain America Winter Soldier, which ultimately I feel like this film continued a lot of what that film brought to the table and kind of making the story not fun necessarily for me. more, even though I did enjoy a lot of parts of this film, uh, I, I feel like this uh, series is headed in the wrong direction.
1: Yeah, and the weird thing about that trailer was that it kind of made it out to look like it was going to be like the, I, I don't mean quality-wise, but like the Empire Strikes Back or something of the, of the trilogy, and it really, it really wasn't that at all. It was one of the more inconsequential, because I mean, when you compare the, those that, that, those two notions, that uh, like the Empire Strikes Back literally recontextualized the entire trilogy of what the Star Wars franchise was about, and yet this, when you leave this movie, you'll... You'll be nowhere that you weren't already. Pretty much, than uh, uh, with the first film. When we're at
0: the end of the Infinity Wars,
1: five years from now, four years Iron from Man now. tells Vision that he's his father. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when we get there, though, I think this film will go down as many people thinking that it was one of the more useless films of the entire MCU. But when's Guardians
3: 2 come out? That's what I'm waiting for.
0: 2017? I agree.
1: 2018?
3: Ant-Man. I'm actually excited for Ant-Man because it's refreshing that it's not... I was going to say, I'm
1: excited for Ant-Man at this point simply because it's a new property, not because I think
3: it's a be good. I'm now officially more excited after seeing this for Ant-Man than I was before seeing this movie. And that's really weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This whole fucking movie's got this weird vibe to it. I can't really put my finger on it. It was good. I liked it. I want to see it again,
0: yet shitting all over it yeah we'll have some more time to think about this and uh if we have any other thoughts maybe we'll make some small singular bonus episodes and you're listening to
3: a podcast so as soon as you hear this pause this shit and tweet us i really want to know what people think about this movie yeah tweet us
0: send us a facebook message you can also email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com uh and that's where you can uh, email us all the time for any movie, not just for Avengers, but uh, as Kenny said, we'd love to hear from you about this one, Let you thought, if you think we're all full of shit, if you think we're on the right path with it. Uh, if you just simply
3: get drunk as shit on a Friday night, send us some messages, let us know what you're
1: watching.
0: Or a Thursday night, as some of Thursday. us may have done. <laughs> there you go. If
1: you're just a lonely soul and you want to talk, just email us. Yeah, please. man. <sighs> Just send us messages.
0: Talk about
3: anything. I don't give a shit. All right. Very good. (laughs) Uh,
1: Kenny will take care of that.
3: (laughs) Um, And as
0: Kenny mentioned, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at FilmTankShow. You can find us at our website, FilmTankShow.com, where you can find all of our episodes. You can also find them on iTunes and Stitcher as well. So uh, I think that's uh, all of our Avengers episode. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Next week. We'll be talking about the horror film, The Babadook. The Babadook. Oh.
3: That's on Netflix, right? It is. Okay.
0: Yep. At least for now, until they take it down before we can all see it. I'll go watch it tonight. Oh, well, <laughs> you really wow. shouldn't do that. You're committed. Before I go to work. There Six you go. Six o'clock. Oh, man, you better get I'm some... I'm going pull an
3: all-nighter. I just drank that energy drink. I'm, I'm, I'm wired. You're gonna I might go back to the
0: theater and watch this again. I was going to say, anyway, you're going to go home and fall asleep in like four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly... How yeah. oh, that's going to go oh, down. Uh, so look forward to that episode uh, next week, and we have some more uh, fun stuff coming up soon uh, as well, which we'll tell you more about in the coming weeks. So, from Nick Cheney, Tucson Egan, Kenny Marcellus, I'm Alex Diegman. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time here on Film Tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>